Hey friends, Coach Shelby and Coach Christine, welcoming you in and letting you know it's time for Brunch Quick Bites Edition, where you can grab your miles with a side of smiles, take them on the run midday, in the afternoon, or a late night snack attack. Again, always being courteous to all of our runners out there. If you hadn't seen the title, this is Running With Your Period, Episode 3. And while we love talking about running, period, we don't always love running with our period. So for any of our non-menstruating runners, you may want to go ahead and skip this episode and circle back to one of our other offerings. Because today, we are talking about period underwear versus free bleeding. And while this may not be a well-known product. It is, I will say, a new wave topic with the free bleeding and the period underwear, which both have the same base premise, just a little bit different applications, if you will, but not applications like paper or plastic applications (laughs) as last week with the tampons versus the pads. Oh, I'm excited about this one. I feel like I say that with everyone, but you know what I think it is, is that again, as I alluded to at the end of last week was that when I was growing up, we didn't have a lot of options. And, I, and I'm and i not complaining and I'm not saying, you know, the good old days or anything like that. I'm just saying we <laughs> now have some really great revolutionary items to be had as a female that menstruates. So I love the idea of period underwear. I mean, to me, it just feels like something that would be very comfortable and would allow me to feel more protected. And it feels like for somebody who's active, this feels very, very, very like just, I love the idea of period underwear so much that I'm, I've literally started researching companies that produce it to see if maybe they're trading on the stock market and if I want to purchase their stock. I just feel like it's such a wonderful way of people, of women staying active, being able to handle um, the different aspects of the periods. But as I've mentioned this several times, I'm transitioning in my stage of life. So I don't have a period quite as frequently. So I have not utilized them, but you have. So I can't wait to dig deep into this. I do have to just, I'm, I'm gonna put this out here. This is a TMI moment. It's hilarious that it intrigues you so much because you don't run with underwear. Yeah, that's true. Um, why do I, why would I run with these? I think because the fact being, and we'll get into the pros and cons of it, but not having to deal with the logistics of racing with a product, specifically since again, we were well aware I don't run with underwear and I also um, do race quite often. And by racing, let's take that loosely. I'm not necessarily going out there and trying to podium, but I do attend races where you don't have access to all of your comfort zones of being able to go wash your hands or being able to change easily. You have to use a porta potty. So I think for me, the period underwear minimizes all of those logistics where you don't have to carry around different feminine hygiene products. You don't have to worry about changing in a porto potty and god forbid you lose your tampon or your pad and that disgusting <laughs> you, like there's just so it just minimizes all logistics and helps you to just run and that sounds amazing to me and i am fully team underwear i i always wear underwear i will not have any of the paparazzi shots where we're having a a la what is it britney spears that Poor thing. She got picked on a lot. (laughs) Poor it. Seriously. Um, I don't necessarily think that I would wear non wear uh, not wear underwear with a skirt though but you know again I'm not here to cast judgment you do you boo whatever makes you feel good and um 
for me. I though feel like period underwear has got like a lot of of goodness. So I'm I'm excited to hear about both the pros and the cons. So let's not let's not like I feel like let's get to it, Coach. You you're right. you're the woman with all of the master mastery behind this. Period underwear. I will go on record here is life changing, mm. and I'm gonna tell you why. So full disclosure. This entire thing got peaked for me because I went to a store that was going bankrupt and closing and they had super clearance on everything and they had period underwear. And I'd always been intrigued but never took the plunge. So right out of the gate, one of the biggest cons is they're expensive. I think on average, I see them for about $25. And that's a hefty price for one pair of underwear. I'm sure there are cheaper options out there still researching to find the most cost effective but the pro is it is a one-time purchase in essence you don't have to get new every single month which Mm -hmm. is really intriguing for me and I because I am an underwear runner I do like the little extra support it gives especially during that cramping time a lot of times having just that extra support makes it a little bit less Dare I say, horrible, <laughs> quite frankly. I love, too, how this specific market has changed, even from when it first what debuted into the market, where I think there was, like, one style of, of underwear, and that was it. Now they have boy shorts, they have thongs, they have a variety of variations. And I do know that each variety um, does also have a certain amount of, I guess, what they consider a pad protection, and that's how you know what to use in terms of your flow and your absorbency level. So I am curious about all of that as well. So it seems like the general consensus, like, right, they do come in different flow designations, but on average, it's about two and a half pads, depending on the brand and the thickness that one pair of the underwear will hold. And where I found it most life-changing is because it's similar to a pad to where you do feel that little bit of extra bulk in the underwear, Mm -hmm. but the underwear is all one piece. It moves with you. So for anybody who runs with underwears, yes, you still run the risk of a wedgie or having a little bit of slidage, but you're not having two separate factors, which negates the chafing that can happen from a regular pad kind of going up all in your business. This is just one unit and you can always size down too if you want a little bit of that more compression fit or go with a higher rise which is what I prefer okay so let's talk about that let's talk about wedgies what are the chances of wedgies with the different cuts I did a higher waisted and more of a full coverage mm-hmm. because that's what I would rather have during a run versus mm-hmm. like a bikini or a thong or any type of those stylings. So my movage was zero. Oh, I love to hear that because I feel like um, I've got a larger shaped caboose and I feel like material likes to just go up there. I <laughs> think material just gravitates up there and I hate to have wedgies and that may be why I don't run with it any underwear when I'm running. Now that I think about it, I don't want anything that's going to just cause me having to like pick a wedgie when I'm running. So, okay. So you're, you picked a conservative style or more full coverage style. You had no issues whatsoever in your entire run. That sounds amazing. It does sound life-changing. It was. 
Like, it's a little yeah. sad how life-changing it was, but it just, it felt like I didn't have to worry about anything. It was the next best thing to not have in your period, in my opinion. Okay, so let's talk about, like, what other pros come to mind for you in terms of this? I mean, it sounds amazing. Like, I'm sad this wasn't around earlier. <laughs> One of the big ones you jury touched upon was on race day. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about it. And if you are somebody, unlike me, who does use the porta potties, you're not going to have any of the worries about dropping a tampon, dropping a pad, having to change a pad. It's just underwear. And it absorbs, so you're not having to worry about any other type of leakage, really. I mean, they can leak if you are having a very super flow and you don't get one that has the proper absorption. But all of those, lack of a better word, risks go down because everything's going into that built-in padded underwear. And also, too, when you are sitting, if you're sitting, maybe waiting for your corral to start or what have you, again, it's not moving around. It's not getting crunched. You're not getting that sweatiness with a pad that you would get. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're still going to sweat, but you're not going to have changing in the general structure because of that sweat or moving around, sitting, standing, what have you. I want to go ahead and point out, too, that for females running the gamut, so maybe you are not sure exactly when your period's going to start, but you feel like it should be starting soon. I feel like this would be a good, um, like, just if you're worried, you're going to be out all day on your run or you're at a race, maybe does, would you say that it'd be comfortable enough for you to throw on for, for that? Even if you're Oh, not? yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And you can wear them, like, I've worn it under a dress before, and it's... It really is universal for on or off the run. Um, I will say, though, and this kind of goes in the con territory, if you don't like anything, any extra bulk down there, and maybe that's why you stay away from pads, you still might not like this because you do feel a little bit. It's not as intrusive as a pad, mm-hmm. but it's definitely, there's there's something there. So a thinner option might be a better option for you um, to kind of transition on up when you have the heavier flow days. Okay, so uh, so it sounds like it also has, not only does it have varieties of styles, not only are they now making it for a variety of um, different performances in terms of, they originally had just the original underwear, now they have swimwear, and they also have for any females that may suffer from bladder leakage, which I know so many female runners talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's something great to take into consideration as well as, you know, we transition through different parts of our lives where maybe it's not a period that we need to worry about as much, but there may be a little bit of post baby leakage or um, pelvic floor weakness that you need to take into account. So I think they sound again, amazing. What are the cons besides it just feeling like a little bit, like there's a little bit of fat, extra fabric there. So while they do make swimwear options, the everyday basic underwear is not swimming friendly. So for triathlons or any type of swimming water, that's not going to hold up. It's going to be just like you're getting your period and you're wearing underwear and it gets wet. There's not going to be any magic with that. Mm -hmm. Um, They can get hot because they are thicker. They do hold in a lot more of the heat, which I've ran into in the summer running. Um, It gets warm. 
there's a whole extra layer, which again, if you don't do a full coverage option, probably is not gonna be as bad for you, but it does, it does hold in the heat quite a bit. I already said they're expensive. I wish they were cheaper, even though they are eco-friendly and they're reusable, it's expensive. And not everybody has a ton of money to shell out on a $25 pair of underwear that realistically you're gonna need at least a couple pairs for because the biggest drawback, you gotta wash them pretty much immediately. Now, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I feel like you're laundry. I have, I have questions. Okay, so I do love laundry. <laughs> I feel like I do my laundry after my run immediately. Anyway, I get back from a run, throw it into the wash. And generally I only have like one or two athletic outfits in there before I run a load. So, but do you have to sink, rinse it before you throw it into the wash? I'm just curious about that. And this is where it does get a little dicey. And I think this was my initial hesitation when I first got them because I don't necessarily love being all up in the business, which is why I love a pad. You roll mm-hmm. it up, you throw it away, you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, they do recommend that you don't just put it into the washer because at the end of the day, this is still a bodily fluid that is coming mm-hmm. out. I know that's not exactly great for everybody here, but it's blood. At the end of the day, it's still blood. Um, so what I do is because I do shower after all of my runs, because I don't want to sit in that stinky, sweaty saltiness, um, my shower has a removable head. Mm -hmm. So I will have the underwear, I'll put it on the floor of my shower and I will take water as hot as it can go. And I will blast the underwear to kind of clean it out. And I will, when I'm in the shower, before I clean myself, I'll wring it out just to make sure that it's not holding on to all that extra water. And then I will put it in a load with my towels because you are supposed to do hot water for the towels anyway to kill different bacterias. So I wanna make sure that I am giving the best chances of killing all those bacterias and getting it really clean. Um, And I do put it in the dryer, which I think that's going to be kind of a controversial topic because you don't want them to shrink and all of that. But again, taking in that heat factor and just all that bacteria is not making it through my household. Got it. Okay. So a couple of, I would say maybe a con would be there be additional logistics. Does that sound fair to say? Yes. And my my poor husband, he probably would not love me saying this, but I don't think he loves seeing the period underwear in the shower. Okay. Um, But that was a conversation that we had had, like, where do you just throw it in the washer? And it kind of, I think, just made him pause. Mm -hmm. And look, he's lovely. He's supportive. No way shading this. Because I think it's kind of normal for everybody to be like, okay, do you just put it in the washer? But no, I thoroughly rinse it and everything before I put it in the washer with the the regular bath towels. Okay, so it's got a lot of pros, but a couple cons that may cause people to be like, nah, I don't know that I'm gonna make the transition. And right now I'm only using it with my running just because Mm -hmm. I don't wanna make the financial investment. And I also have a jumbo pack of pads that I need to kind of work through (laughs) before before I spend more. But for running specifically, if you can swing it, it is life-changing for your running because it is the next best thing to wearing nothing. Okay, well, let's talk about that because that's the—that's exactly where we're going to go with that. There is the option to wear nothing, which is 
probably the most controversial of all of the different options, um, but also the most natural because it's not including any kind of product. So free bleeding and what comes to mind immediately when I think of free bleeding um, is the picture of MIA's drummer at the London Marathon where um, Kieran Gandhi wanted to raise awareness about not all women having access to feminine hygiene products and also to the fact that this is something natural that happens. So she decided to run without any kind of a product for the entire marathon and did indeed get a finish line photo um, with free bleeding. So it was it an interesting time when it was uh, 2015 when this happened where I think I was a little taken aback. I had never heard of this and since then, I've definitely heard that it's becoming a more common practice of women in terms of choosing to free bleed. Because again, there are, um, unfortunately, not everybody does have access to feminine hygiene products. And it is something that in other countries or other developed societies that they may not have access to. But I'm talking about choosing here in like USA or if you want to call it the Western world, whatever you want to call it. I'm not really sure what the proper terminology is, but as a choice, free bleeding. The biggest pro is that it's, there's no logistics. I mean, but there is. <laughs> yeah, there, <laughs> there I is. think I think on the surface, it seems very simplistic. And mm-hmm. while, yes, it is because it doesn't cost anything. You are comfortable. There's no chemicals from the tampons or the pads. I mean, it's definitely eco-friendly. Um, I mean, it's it's exactly what it sounds like. I personally have not partaken in this specific practice. For me, it's just not in my comfort level. I have no judgment for whoever wants to do it, nor the merrier go for it. It's just for me, I don't think I... There's too many cons in the logistics that I have to think about. So I think, can I can I just pick at that, con, at that statement by saying, I think every female has done this, but maybe not chosen to do this. Because there's been at least, even with me when I tracked my period and it was like, like I was going to start at one o'clock on a Wednesday, um, (laughs) I still would have the opportunity or the time would come where I didn't have access to something. I forgot to pack something or maybe it was heavier than I expected it to be and didn't bring enough products. So having that, I think is something we've all experienced. And I have to say that probably the fact that there's such a huge social stigma and I remember being absolutely mortified with accidentally bleeding through that I think a lot of us could potentially have that as well as a big con um, that may be one of the biggest reasons that we choose not to do it. I don't I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there as, as a hypothesis. Um, but before we touch on the cons, because I will tell you, friends, Coach Shelby had no problems finding 5,082 cons on this. <laughs> we'll touch a few, but a little bit more on the pros. So while it does have some logistics, I'd say it's the least intensive in terms of prep and or products. Um, maybe the logistics look a little differently, I should say. There's the cost savings. And I think probably what I would say, and I don't know this for a fact, but for anyone who does choose this, I assume that a big pro would be that it probably feels the most comfortable. I assume. I don't know. Well, and when I've accidentally free blood, because that is a great point. Everybody's done it at some point, even if it wasn't an active choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't find it that comfortable. Because you felt the, this is probably going to be a little bit more graphic, because you felt the flow of it and you were not comfortable with that. 
Because yeah, I didn't like it just sitting there. Okay. To where like at least with a pad or the underwear, there's an absorption mm-hmm. to where for my what underwear draws it away only, from. Yeah, okay. there's only yeah. so much, and it just kind of sits against you. And I don't particularly, I'm not comfortable with that that feeling. We're getting we're getting deep here again. This is brunch. This is a safe place. We're. We're not I have to any say, touches. Coach, this is something that I would definitely say at brunch with my girlfriends. I think in Florida, in dealing with swamp ass, that that's just like... <laughs> <laughs> I... And I, I'm leaving that in there because it is realistic. Like, it, uh, <laughs> there is no way that in Florida, you don't have a little bit of um, non-moisture wicking. <laughs> yeah, but that is a fair point to where, like, if you're in the middle of winter, you're probably not going to feel it the same to where you're consistently and constantly sweating in Florida, even during our quote unquote winter. So it's just, it's a, it's like going for a run every single day here in Florida and you're just, you're just wet everywhere. I I think I need period underwear just because it's, I live in Florida in summer. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) fair point. Wick it away. So, um, but going into that, there are definitely cons. Outside of the social sigma, because I don't think that folks are quite yet ready for um, people to necessarily, again, having like a finish line photo as Miss um, Gandhi did. I don't know that everybody would like that as their finish line photo. There are talk about not talking about Bruno. Yeah, <laughs> like okay. don't say the word period. Don't let them know that you're uh, you're menstruating. Sure, absolutely. So there is a little bit of that, but there's also the other cons. It's as Coach already alluded to. It does. It's messier. Um, I would think that there has to be, while it's considered eco-friendly at first blush, there may be additional laundry. So you have to kind of take that into account as to maybe water usage or product usage to deal with the amount of changes that you have to do and clean up. Um, You may have to minimize your outdoor activities. You may decide if this is what you choose to do that those few days of your heavier flow or maybe your more um, moderate flow that you stay closer to home. So you're not having to deal with the fact that you are potentially introducing others to, um, as Coach has already talked about, your bodily fluids. So I think that right there would be enough for me to say, no, this is not the item, this would not be something that I would actively choose because I don't want, the reason why I love tampons is because it allows me to live my life in a way where I can just go and do whatever I want to do. So anytime that I would have to start minimizing my daily life or getting outdoors or going out and meeting people because of my period, I would say this would not be a choice for me. And for me, and I hope, I hope this doesn't offend anybody, but I'm going to say it in this nature. It's not that I'm offended by anybody free bleeding. Mm-hmm. It was more of the fact, again, these are bodily fluids. Mm-hmm. So going and sitting on a park bench or going and sitting in a restaurant, you're going to either have to bring a towel or something to sit on to absorb those bodily fluids, or you're going to, I, I would say you're going to have to sanitize. And mm-hmm. that's not from even my germophobeness. It's just the fact that, again, this is blood. And I do think while it is natural, we do have to be mindful of that is a naturally occurring fluid that we have to be accountable for. Yeah. So again, there's a no judgment. I'm just saying 
I wouldn't no, want I, to I totally, sit somewhere after somebody had free blood and have to clean up somebody else's. And that that would be the case with anybody's bodily fluid. If you decide that you're going to, I don't know, a hakalugi or spit on oh. a park bench, I don't want to sit on that either. So it's, it's again, it's not like I agree with you wholeheartedly. It is being very mindful, except with this, it may be something where, of course, it's a bit more natural that whenever you do sit down somewhere, you may potentially have to take that into account. The person that I looked into and... Um, who is a big proponent of this as an option and has an entire series about it, does say that she basically does feel like this may not be something feasible for people that have a, a what she would consider a normal to heavier flow. She has a lighter flow and she has darker colored clothing and darker color, uh, colored towels that she uses and she puts them down everywhere um, when she's, and it sounds like she stays pretty close to home as well. So you have to worry about stains too. Like if you have all white furniture, you're going to have to be differently mindful of where you sit because again, there's no barriers, which is great, but you know. So I think from a cost standpoint, this one might be the lowest cost item though. Logistically, it sounds like it's the lowest cost item. And again, it's probably the most easily accessible. And again, not passing judgment. This is not what this this entire series is about. It's to discuss it and just talk about it and feel what may be right for you may not be right for your fellow runner. So I love these discussions and I can't wait to hear you guys weigh in on this. Let us know if this is a choice that you have consciously made or if it's something that you would consider. Maybe you would have never considered it before, but the more you research it and the maybe as you change in your perspective, it's something you would consider. And if you are in those period of underwear, tell me how I can buy some stock because it's not trading yet. Because I'm telling you, I think it's going to change. I think it's going to change the future. <laughs> you won't get any brunch bunching up in your undercarriage. <laughs> That's hilarious. But, but really, these these topics are so important to bring to light and to have the levity and to have honest discussions about. Because again, over half the population's having to deal with it, and I think that's what drew us to kind of opening the door, even with the series and with our workshop and talking about the hormonal cycle that female runners have to go through. And again, you've been very open with the fact that you're in a different season of life. I'm in a different season of life. And I think that's what makes it special to be able to not only talk with knowledge, but also personal experience through the different changes and different transitions. And I'm really excited for the workshop coming up on the 19th to to dive more into all of that and really break it down. So if you haven't already gotten your seat, make sure you go to the link in the bio. The seats are only $99. We're gonna have a whole bunch of more information that we've already talked about here. And again, bringing down that stigma that this is something that we shouldn't talk about as runners, not even at that elite level, but also at the recreational level because this is something we do for our health so we have taken all the factors of our health oh i love that coach such a beautifully said statement so friends with that said we're so grateful to have you here joining us and you're definitely going to want to tune in for this long run this weekend it'll drop on friday time for brunch wherever you listen to your podcast we'd love for you to rate and review now of course we're going to say here and now that we want you to give yourself a big high five weigh in on the discussion by joining our community or you can hashtag use hashtag tf brunch we're going to go ahead and say that with that said friends we'll be back serving up more miles with a side of smiles